0: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back to the MatchNet podcast. Here we have another episode with my dear husband. (laughs) Thank you for coming, Robert. Yeah, Um, my pleasure. Yeah, we were supposed to be today at Bay Area for the Glimpse of a Blessed Life workshop. Um, But for um, how you describe it, Uh, unfortunate
1: (laughs) yeah it was unfortunate there was a sickness at the daycare that our daughter got she got a very light then i I got it
0: (laughs) (laughs) so we were not able to to join uh and we thought that we will use our time that we were uh, planning to offer it in that community to do some uh, content to share online uh, so we can still give our offering as a couple uh, and actually the, with the topic that we're going to be talking today is a topic that we will be sharing tomorrow, but you won't see this recording until later. So it's okay. <laughs> but those who will be participating probably will listen a more complete testimony um, with this recording, probably it's more, much longer than what we're going to be able to share at the workshop. Uh, and at the same time, Uh, We give us the opportunity to practice (laughs) what we want to share, right? So the topic of today is from couple to a family.
1: So you're going to hear that and think that we're just talking only about going from being, yeah, like two people to like three, but actually or four or, you know, (laughs) Like like having children. Right. But actually, as we were talking about it, we realized there's there's more to it.
0: Yeah, so we wanna start this topic conversation, um, first of all, sharing that um, what it means to be a couple and what it means to be a family and what is the difference, right? Um, when you come together after the blessing, you become a couple, right? And mm-hmm. you start to uh, making decisions together and that has a very big impact in your life and um, what it, like, how you make decisions is a big shift right? From being an individual to being a couple.
1: Yeah, you're merging two lives, and then those lives are connected to families. So it's actually, you're kind of merging two families together. And we were kind of talking that like when you're a couple, you'll see your spouse do something. And it's actually not just, oh, this specific person does things this way. It's likely her whole family does things this way. And I do things a certain way because that's kind of how my family does things. And that's where like this intersection of two families come together. And um, hopefully it's not too rocky. (laughs) but Sometimes it can be a little rocky. And then um, I guess what we were realizing is that a couple needs to become a family in that they create that identity for themselves. Like this is our family. Like there's the two merging of our families, but then we've kind of found a way to harmonize those two kind of filter out what maybe doesn't need to be there, add things that maybe weren't even existing in both families and be like, this is our family.
0: Yeah, so basically like, it's a shift of identity, mm. right? That it happens uh, when you become a family that, as you say, right? A couple is two individuals coming together and learning how to live together and mm. compromise uh, their two different traditions, right? Which it is already a big challenge and it's a step in the process Um, but becoming a family is creating this identity that um, this is my family right Mm. now and this is our our family's tradition this is our family vision this is our family culture and the truth is like all that starts in the couple Mm. the children of course as they go older they will contribute to this process but the 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 main ones who are actually creating this family is the couple, mm. right so we wanna just mention that because no this process can start with children uh because children it will they force you to create that 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 identity shift um it really like is is a a process right and uh, that once you have a children, you don't have a choice to to just uh decide what is your traditions and how you're gonna run your family yeah. um but it kind of start earlier as a couple before having children,
1: yeah, and then that's even perhaps the ideal way to go about it is yeah. to have those kind of established ahead of time, but it's totally tori- totally normal to kind of as we were saying like be that process is expedited, right? The moment a child is there because then literally you're a family. Like it's not just you two. You're not a couple anymore. And it just, it brings these questions, these decisions to the forefront of your mind. You know, I mean, our daughter is now one. She had her first Christmas and we had family over for Christmas. And it was a big thing of just deciding, hey, like what is our tradition about Christmas? You know, Mm. what's our tradition around holidays and how we want to do things? Um so it's like it already kind of like expedite things a little bit in that way.
0: Of course it's it's better to do that process before, but for us, it really solidified that process once we have Isabella. And for us, uh having Isabella was what it made us a family. and not only having Isabella, but all what happened in the first year, which is what we're going to be sharing today, mm-hmm. right. In order to start a story, we need to uh, start with earlier, right? Like, not, not mm. just when Isabella born, but... Right, because
1: that just, just happened, right? It's like, ah, hey, let's have a kid, and then the kid shows up. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but as well, how we got the decision of having a kid, mm,
1: right? And that even started before pregnancy. Yeah, exactly. It's That was big.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you want to start there?
1: Well, I mean, I guess I can say that um being blessed, you know, was a transition for all the reasons we just kind of explained. Um, and I remember being kind of surprised um when Karina was starting to ask me, like, hey, so when when should we start a family? You know? And I think uh, at first I interpreted it that to mean she wants to have kids now. And she's kind of like, like, well, what do you think, Robert? And that actually wasn't her question. And it took me a little bit of time to to realize that because I had this like kind of shroud of fear in between this conversation. And then it kind of came between us in having that conversation because I, yeah, it was just a scary topic for me. You know, I, I just, I think it was a feeling of like, wow, we just made a big step in our lives to be a couple now. And there's so many things to figure out, you know, like we're not settled yet into a home that this, you know, every couple, I think, will have different kind of determining factors. that are like, oh, this needs to be settled before I have kids. Even people have this before they get blessed, right? Like, I need this, this, and this. Sometimes maybe we do that to kind of like protect ourselves or to prevent the stepping into the unknown. Because uh, there's there's a lot that we can prepare, but there's also a lot that we have to figure out kind of in the moment when we get to that stage, right? So anyways, long story short, I was I was the one who was more hesitant to have this conversation. And just through talking through it through, I remember you just really shared with me, like I just want us to be able to talk about it, you know? Like I just want us to like this to be a conversation on the table and not just like a one time conversation. Oh yeah, yeah, let's uh have kids uh in a year. No, it's like it's like an ongoing thing. Like how do we feel about it? Um What's your current stance? Oh, I like, you know, um, I realized that. Uh, I'm sorry, maybe this is something you can share about. It's like there were certain things that you realized were connected to the decision about having kids. It's like, well, if we're going to have kids, then we also need to then figure out this. Mm-hmm. And it kind of even before that. So, what, what were some of those things for you?
0: Um, I think like just having our own place. Mm-hmm. So, it took us uh, two, almost three years of marriage no no we're gonna have four so three years of marriage yeah. to get to the point where we were able to rent our own apartment and settle down Um, before that we were living with family or traveling and uh, it getting to that point of stability was really important right mm-hmm. and at the same time be able for both of us to be working somehow having some savings to the at a time that we have uh, our daughter right so i think those were the key like elements in from an external point of view mm-hmm. but right. then from an internal point of view was like uh are we feeling ready right so for me having that conversation was as well connected with um changing and being able to change our family planning methods right mm. I, I like to use family planning word instead of uh birth control because mm. i feel like birth control sounds like you're avoiding a a, a, a birth right mm. uh, but um i of course this is a as, if, as if it's something that you
1: don't want <laughs> exactly. but it's like is it is something you want so exactly. it's like
0: you're just planning your family right right um and we're gonna have a podcast at some point soon about uh family planning so i won't, I won't get there but uh we at some point on our journey we decide to go in a to the natural family planning right but with some help uh with uh, a basal thermometer that we will talk about it later but the point is that we decided to, to use a more natural method, which it worked for us, but at the same time um, using a more natural method required me to feel in peace mm. with the possibility of uh, a pregnancy, right? Right. Uh, because although it is, uh, if you do it well, it is pretty accurate, it can happen. right Right. and the truth is it can happen with any kind of birth control Mm. at some point but But
1: mentally it gives you the feeling of kind of peace because it's like yeah it's like oh yeah this is like a for sure not gonna allow it to happen
0: exactly exactly so like there are other methods that they allow you to not need to think about it Mm. while the natural method kind of force you to every month think about it you know and and seeing like oh when I'm fertile, when I'm not fertile, what happened if i'm uh like something happened and i I am pregnant right?
1: It reminds me of several times where it was like a pregnancy scare where you were like. Am I pregnant? You know, like.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just because my my period will come like one or two days later, and uh, I was like, Robert, I think I'm pregnant.
1: <laughs> I learned she became like the boy who cried wolf, you know. And <laughs> I went to be like, ah, let's see, like,
0: <laughs> yeah, and as well, like, I, I mean, I, I really wanted to have my health ready, you know, mm. and and um, and, and do some things to be ready, but I, in my mind. I wanted to have my uh my first child before I'm 25. So um I that was like where if we're going to do that, I need to start to have this conversation when I'm 23 or 22, mm. not not uh, at 25, right?
1: Sure, yeah, because there's a whole build up, there's a whole things that need to be covered and cleared like you just mentioned. Exactly. Yeah it makes a hundred it makes so much sense
0: (laughs) (laughs) back then it was challenging because every time i bring up the topic you you kind of like you wanted to avoid it i think i
1: just connected the dots between like it's almost like having the conversation means we're like at the stage of having kids i don't Mm -hmm. think i was able to fully understand and appreciate the amount of kind of conversations and preparation internally and externally that are needed even to get to that place. Mm -hmm. But all those things, in order for them to happen, there needs to be conversation happening, some kind of level of give and take and communication. So, um, yeah.
0: Yeah, so we basically decided to um, start to look for our baby around early uh,
1: 2022
0: early 2022 like at the beginning of 2022 by the way one of the things that um inspired me for 2022 was because it was a tiger year <laughs> <laughs> and i really wanted a tiger baby uh some of the challenges about this year uh, having a dragon baby it was like it was some of my dreams but <laughs> things are not i know is that don't horoscope know. Uh, no, no, Wait, it's like a chinese horoscope
1: Ah, uh, the chinese horoscope that is so unfair that there can be years like tiger and dragon and then you can have years like rat that's me i'm a rat <laughs> imagine like oh i'm having a rat baby versus saying i'm having a dragon baby like that's that's not a fair system but no
0: <laughs> yeah the problem is next year is a snake so yeah we're still talking about this um <laughs>
1: I will love whatever baby comes. Snake, rat, pig, doesn't matter. <laughs>
0: um, so either way. Um then once we decide, we started to basically don't don't look or like just look at uh our fertile uh days in the month, uh which was an advantage because usually like they tell you that it's very easy to get pregnant and sometimes it's easy to get pregnant but sometimes it's not easy to get pregnant, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, if you don't know... Because it's
1: just such a small window of time that actually a woman is fertile. Exactly. And like people aren't really aware of it until maybe you see it on a calendar like, you know, we were able to start to see. Yeah, Yeah, and
0: if you don't know your body you actually don't know when that window is. Mm-hmm. So uh, an advantage of uh, using the family planning, like natural family method, um, is that you can start to learn with from your body and actually know with a lot of accuracy, when is your fertile window, yeah. right? So, and especially if you don't use any hormones, that doesn't affect so much, so... Um, my point is that it was it was an advantage, and we were able to get pregnant in the first three months that we were trying. Mm. And I even remember uh, in your birthday on the uh, April 17, that was like my gift, right? The pregnancy test. That's right. Yeah. You, uh,
1: really early in the morning.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: That was quite the surprise.
0: So it's nice that you actually go through the process of nine month in pregnancy because it helps you to prepare, it helps you Mm. to get ready um, and it helps you mentally, right? For me, one of the surprises of the pregnancy, personally, I know that is not the case for everyone, but personally it was that it was pretty hard, Mm. uh, especially the first three months uh, with morning sickness, which is not only mornings, it's like all day sickness. (laughs) And then uh, in the last uh trim- trimester with uh pelvic pain right mm. so that was that was a, the biggest challenge like it i some people go through pregnancy like great and it's not there's no any problem but i personally struggle a lot um so therefore um yeah it was it it, it helped to make things real as well right like to get things Okay, this is happening, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Definitely.
0: Um, I remember, in the last couple of weeks before Isabella had uh, been born, we went to a baby moon as our last time as a couple, and it was very a, a beautiful experience, right? To to be together, um, as a couple before becoming a family, right? Yeah.
1: Because that's the thing with a baby, right? It's like the moment they're here.
0: They're always here. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, our baby was born in December 2024, uh, in this December 24 of 2022. So, that same Christmas. year uh, that we decided. And very quickly, we realized that uh, things were different. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially in the newborn stage, uh, it was very challenging because we were not able to sleep, um, and we what we had to get used to to, like just the baby, right? And uh, of course, we had Robert's parents support but my parents were in Uruguay so I, I missed them a lot right and I and I felt like oh if I was in Uruguay everything will be better because I mm. have so much people so many people that can support me um especially the woman like that feels that they need of support during mm. that time right
1: so you're kind of feeling some isolation
0: yeah and and yeah it was it was a very challenging period very beautiful and very challenging Uh, but then the baby became the center of everything right Hmm. how was for you that that period
1: those early stages yeah i mean looking back now it it seems really beautiful (laughs) and uh you know sometimes even now we'll like look back on photos at that time and like it's like, ah, well, you know, she's definitely gotten cuter, but she's she was still very cute at that time for sure. I remember we would talk about it. It's like it's very easy to kind of like turn off your emotions mm. and kind of be a little numb for the sake of being able to kind of like work together. And that was kind of like a, a point I was reflecting on a little bit, is like if before having a baby, you thought you had good teamwork skills with your couple. This is where it's really brought to the test, you know, because mm. this is the real time you really have to work together. You know, like, I think, um, you know, especially as men, like it's not just the woman's responsibility just to take care of, uh, the baby, you know, as the mother, it's like, there's so many things that we can do as husbands and then as fathers as well to support and, um, take a really active role, to take ownership. And that was, I think, a conversation that needed to be had. And I think we had it in pregnancy a little bit too, you know. Um, Preparing for as much as you can is great. But I think it's just, for me, what really helped is like, just trying to bring that like willingness in the moment. Like, okay, whatever is going to be needed, I want to try to to make that possible. Mm. But one thing I just remember is that feeling a little bit like, the need to kind of like disconnect a little bit from the emotions because it was challenging you know and sometimes you might say something to me in a way that was very like sharp and demanding and I remember it was kind of a peaceful time because I just like I just knew like if I let that touch me there's no space for us to like get into that to work that out sort of you know but it was also a time where I knew like I was kind of conscious that like we got to be careful you know it's like Because if you exist in that space for too long, where you're kind of like not really talking about things, you're not really like um, expressing uh, things between yourselves, it can have a negative effect where suddenly you're exploding, where it's suddenly too much and or it just your your kind of disconnect is is not great. So that was one thing that I was grateful for that in the beginning, despite all that I just said, I think we still tried to kind of intentionally make sure our time was between ourselves was still there you know um i was i was really like um happily surprised that even in the like weeks after giving birth you expressed that like hey like i want to be intimate with you you know like that was something that i didn't i tried not to have any expectation for because it's like we have a new (laughs) we have a new kid coming with all these new responsibilities lack of sleep all this and your body just went through something huge. <laughs> and there's a whole recovery and healing period. But I just, it's really beautiful that from you, your heart was still like, hey, like, I want to connect with you. I want to. And I think that was a, that goes a lot to to you and your intentionality about it, that you didn't want to kind of like, let our couple be kind of forgotten because of the kid. It's like, um the kid just dis- needed all of our love and all of our heart and all of our attention, but it didn't mean that that connection between us had to be 100% severed, you know? Mm. And I don't know. I think that, that, that said a lot about your um, commitment to our uh, relationship.
0: Yeah. Which, by the way, we had to learn different ways to connect intimate because right. uh, I personally have a tearing that it would open and so we didn't we're, we were not able to uh have um intercourse right so
1: and that was a little challenging because the doctors give you a certain expectation you know and i think they tried to make it generous kind of like oh yeah it'll take this amount of time and that already felt like kind of long but yeah. it's like okay you know we can we can make it till there <laughs> and then realizing that oh like the healing process has not fully completed you know yeah and it's one of those things where it's just like, okay. And then it's like, but I think there came a point. It's like, well, how long is this going to be? You know? Yeah.
0: Like, I mean, for us, it took us five months. Yeah. Uh, so that doesn't mean we, we were like, we had to prioritize intimacy, uh, but in different ways. And mm. my body changed it completely of what it was before and before. Mm. So the things that they it, it used to work, it didn't work anymore. <laughs> so it was, it was pretty challenging because- we we were tired, we were in survival mode, we want the connection, but we didn't know how to get a connection like anymore. We had like, to relearn it. We had to relearn it. Yeah. So I guess it's, it's comparable to when you start. Oh, you yeah. Know, like it felt very similar to the first years of marriage.
1: That's true. That's true.
0: Yeah. Because yeah. it's almost like starting from zero. <laughs> yeah. Yeah
1: starting from zero a second time though so we had the benefit of yeah it. <laughs> that's true but uh,
0: but with less time mm. i mean if before it took us some time to be to know that we had to prioritize intimacy with a baby you really need to make a lot of intentional effort and intentional decision in order to make that a priority because the baby is your priority now um and I was lucky to know that you were pretty uh, present on the care of Isabella, um, because I know that some parents, like the mother take mostly that role, and then the mother, um, there's that disconnection between the father and the mother, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was I was lucky that for you, Isabella as well, was uh, a priority, uh, but at the same time, we need to both make the intentional effort to keep our couple uh as a priority. And at the same time, so that's that's like intimacy, but there's a shift change of identity that happens as well when you become a parent. Um and there's a word called matrense, um, which is like adolescence, but for a mother, right? Yeah, Matrescence. Like Matrences. The process uh for, um, a woman from woman to mother mm. right and i think it happens to father as well right but mm. uh, there's not a word exactly <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it actually yeah your brain changes mm. um after you become parents and that whole thing it really impacts how you see the world and who you are as a person mm. so it, it That change of identity has an important impact in everything that you do, but in your couple as well, right? And so not only you had to relearn it intimacy, but now you had to relearn who each person is, mm. right? And the first three months, you're in survival mode, basically. And then when things start to get better, we <laughs> made the decision of traveling. <laughs> right. Um uh, so as I mentioned before, I felt like I really needed to be connected with my family back in Uruguay and like we're not able to come. So we all went for several months, right? Uh with Isabella three months and uh we actually even took all our stuff out of our apartment so we don't really need to pay rent. Uh and and yeah, yeah. Just, the
1: idea was that after this period of being in Uruguay and a little bit of traveling, we'd come back to Canada and find a new place. Exactly, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, so for me, the experience of traveling was um, reconnecting, not not traveling for traveling, but reconnecting to my family. Yeah. Uh, it was really important, especially because Isabella was the first granddaughter for my mm-hmm. parents and the first great-granddaughter for my aunt, the first
1: great-granddaughter for your grandma
0: Ah, sorry the great-granddaughter for my grandma uh the first the first baby in the whole family right Mm. since my youngest cousin was born Mm. right um and we wanted to connect with my family from brazil as well like like having isabella really made us really proud and we wanted uh i I really want everyone to know her, you know, like you had to know her she's so special you have to know her she's cool. <laughs> and uh it was it was very beautiful um uh, but at the same time it was I, I mean it was it was very beautiful we were able to reconnect uh with us mm. of the family, and for me to felt complete like okay now people who I love knows me in this new stage. Mm. Um and um, but at the same time I had this concept that if I was there in Uruguay everything will be much better, right? Mm. Like people will be able to like take care of me or like mm. uh things we can we can do teamwork and I can still work and et cetera, et cetera. And yes, it was true. I mean, I'm really grateful because living with my parents, I was able to re- go back uh, working at that time with Hainun. Mm. Um and but didn't mean that it was still a challenge. Mm. It was still a challenge. And my family work from like my family of origin works without a, routine they're not really good with routines um and what we needed like and what Isabela needed was a routine Mm. and that was a challenge to to accommodate right
1: well it's like your parents just got used to being empty nesters and kind of having their like they have a routine in some regard but it was very like different from what a a family needs with a young baby (laughs) yeah and so yeah there's kind of a I guess you're t- getting into like a little bit the the friction or a little bit the clash that came between our kind of two different ways of living.
0: Yeah, and just it was really healing for me to be able to do that process on seeing it with my with my like experience it to realize who was who is my family now, mm. right? Um, and getting to a point where the only people I wanted to be with, uh, so, like, not not forever, like, that would be bad, right? But like, oh, my family is where Robert and Isabella is. Mm. That's my that's my family now, you know. Mm. And that's and then we need to build our own home home routine, and and we got to the point of deciding to come one month earlier uh, than true. what we were planning to to Canada, and I mean, uh, it was challenging as well because even when we came back to Canada, we had to find a home, so we took, that month was taken to find the place to leave, which was uh, another stress to do it, Um, but we did it, right?
1: Yeah, but it, as you say, it's like the, the decision to come earlier did stem from that feeling of like, we're ready to get settled as just our family. And because it's going to take time to get settled, let's go a little bit earlier yeah. and do those things. Um, place. We didn't have it. We actually survived a year living without a car before then. So, but this time, you know, with the baby for sure, we needed a vehicle and finding a vehicle. Yeah, that was
0: empty off. our bank account.
1: <laughs> Whole adventure.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, which, by the way, was another uh, point of understanding that having a family, of course, we knew that like you need to create the, have more expenses, uh, but as well, just just learning that um, what 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 will be uh, comfortable for us as a family and finance and making money became more relevant. After uh, having our daughter, right? Because sure. before, of course, it was it was important, but we we were living with very little. We didn't need much, uh, and of course, you can live very little with very little, even with a baby. But at the same time, the lifestyle that we felt comfortable with a baby was a lifestyle that it required us to increase our salary, right, or step up in our career, um, and and the, that 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 as well brought up a lot of um, conversations to have about finance, right?
1: Sure, oh, yeah. If I may, one more thing that I think was part of that desire to come and like have our home, I think you were saying it's like partly it was because like, oh yeah, we'd spent a lot of time with your parents, your community, your family, and like we, um, it was kind of like coming to the conclusion of, like, I really just want to spend time and start building our life together. Um <clears throat> I think it was also because we um although we were mostly in your parents' house, as you said, we went to Brazil and then actually we went to you know c a few other places after that. And it was like a three
0: three week period altogether
1: or four weeks?
0: Yeah, three to four weeks. Three to
1: four week period where I just remember everything was blended. Mm-hmm. Our our work life, our our life with isabella our couple life like um am i missing anything else friendship even sometimes mm-hmm. like it all became just so intertwined and c- connected together that i just remember as well like really feeling oh yeah we need to have like a home base for us where we can just be settled and um even now, i think when we found when we came to uh find our home here it was still kind of a conversation that needed to be have of like how do we really make sure to kind of like kind of honor and protect our home Mm -hmm. which is not just a physical place it's like a it's an internal environment it's Mm. our it's our connection and truth is yeah there's so many things that start to kind of like to pull at it you know test it you know Mm -hmm. financial situation is one for sure jobs and like what those require is another one for sure just kind of like our own like personal interests and stuff can sometimes feel to be like something that kind of mm. tests that um, anyways yeah that that was um something I just wanted to add
0: yeah, and I mean we learned from from that experience we really learned that we needed separate space and and like and mm. times right times to be fully present with Isabella because before where we our attention was divided, right? Like, mm. half of our work, half Isabella, half, like, family, right? Like, it was, Like,
1: at the same time, At right? the, same, yeah, time. Like at the same time. Everything was at the same time. But then... There'd be moments where you can focus a little bit, but it was, like, likely not sufficient, right? Because yeah. it's like, the next moment, suddenly there's something else you have to deal with with Isabella. And on some level, that's unavoidable, I guess, yeah. right? But to that to the level that we were doing it was not sustainable or good,
0: yeah. So that made us the decision of well, it, it was even before, but we we took two controversial decisions, uh, in order to start building our life and our routine, um, structure. and yeah, our structure exactly. And the first one was um, gentle sleep training for Isabella to have her own routine to sleep, actually, um. It, that was decision came earlier and it forced us to create a routine because as Isabella needed a routine, uh. <laughs> we understood that we needed that that routine and our routine was connected with that, right? So, sure. um, is yeah, uh, as as we um put Isabella in a routine and uh, learning how much how she co- was able to sleep and and allowing her to learn how to sleep too, right? Um allow us some certain structure that we were able to f- uh, follow and start with right and then the second decision do you
1: want to say maybe a little more why that was important to us I think, sure. well sure. one aspect of like helping her to have this kind of structured uh, approach to sleep is that we really wanted to make sure we had the time together mm-hmm. um that uh when she was sleeping you know and we put her to bed we could still have those you know couple hours and that's kind of what what it's Mm -hmm. like now you know like we put her to sleep and we still have two three hours do do stuff that we need but then like make sure to prioritize um having that time to connect Mm -hmm. between ourselves Mm -hmm. so um there's something else I guess I I just wanted to to mention
0: yeah yeah no totally I mean that decision was really hard because there's so many things against that to say that they talk against that, right mm. and um we we decided that uh we will prioritize what it makes us better person and better parents and therefore be for Isabella uh in a better state right yeah.
1: uh, It's kind of like the like you have to really make sure you're taken care of so that you can be there for your your child hun- as much as you can right like yeah. to your best capacity
0: the other decision uh was for me to work right as a Mm. mom uh and therefore understanding through the first months that it doesn't work to even if you work online it doesn't work to work uh i wouldn't say it doesn't work it's just it's just very stressful it's difficult and difficult and you're not good in either you're not a good like you're not present a hundred percent for your child in that moment, mm. and at the same time you're not a hundred percent present for your work in that moment, right? It's Especially like that's
1: the constant internal dialogue. It's like oh, I'm not, I'm not doing, yeah, creating either hundred percent.
0: Especially after they become like four months and they they need more like playing time, or uh, at the beginning they just sleep and eat, right? But then. <laughs> Um. afterwards it, they have it gets lo- longer wake windows, longer or... wake windows yeah. and it gets a little bit harder luckily we were traveling in a lot of that so she was able to join us in that process but yeah, uh, yeah definitely by the time I took this role as a blessing ministry director in September Isabella was old enough that I could not do both at the mm. same time um, and luckily you were part time so we were able to take care of her but we decide that we will sign her up for daycare, which is another (laughs) controversial or very uh, guilty, like it brings a lot of guilt and shame because... um, yeah, it means that she's been taking care of other people. Of course we did our research and we tried to find the best place, right? Yeah. Which means as well as spending money. <laughs> right. Uh and it, it has its challenges, right? Um and it was really challenging to get in peace with that decision. But currently we know that is the best thing for her and for us. Yeah.
1: Uh well, maybe I can just say, like, yeah, you know, when I was there was that kind of like two, three month period where you were working full time. And I, I I was just in a situation where I, I could work part time and I was kind of primarily taking care of Isabel during the day. I remember it was um, oftentimes where like I put her to sleep and then I'm like rushing to work, you know, to kind of do stuff in that hour. And it, it really can like sometimes feel like, oh, like I I, I got to just get through this period of time and then i can do what i need to do mm-hmm. and um again i i guess it's like all those sort of things are possible and people do this you know they make it work for them in in the circumstances but yeah as you were saying like kind of like long term we knew that this is not gonna be sustainable for family but at the same time it's something that we want to have those kind of um clear separations that hey this is our work time we're gonna be able to focus 100% and then when Isabella's home we want to focus 100% with her really be able to be present with her and yeah i'd say the results have have been nice to do that you know yeah. it really kind of uh, makes us excited for when she comes home and i would also like this is something that you and i talked about not too long ago is that um my experience of like dropping isabella off was that like it kind of added this like tone to my work day and to the things that i had to do was like okay like i gotta make this worth it you know like mm. having isabella be in a place that's she's safe, she's being taken care of but is it a hundred percent ideal maybe not but it's like mm-hmm. you know um through the different changes that she needs to kind of go through there you know um it's kind of like this feeling like yeah hey, you got to make it worth it you know mm-hmm. so that was i felt somewhat of an added benefit you know Mm-hmm. Um, kind of brought a further intentionality to that time when she was at daycare and then also then of course the intentionality of when she came home it's like she's home time to spend time with her
0: yeah i mean i i personally found me working and especially working in the in the providence right and and being taking a leadership position uh it's very grat- gratifying um gratifying, grat- gratifying and and it makes me feel like it It allowed me to feel as a person again, like as an individual mm-hmm. again, and uh, finding my my own self again, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and and I just feel deeply that um, God needs me here, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, God needs me with my daughter too. Okay. So I don't, the, the thing is like for her to spend six hours, and this is, our our decision, right? Like for her to spend six hours at daycare, it doesn't mean that I stop being her mom, mm-hmm. you know? And our relationship is actually really deep and still very, very important. For me, having that separation, having those six, eight hours uh, where,
1: well, and when she's not sick and back well, at home.
0: Yeah. Which that's the other part of the like, care, they get sick and then they can we need to figure it out it's life and get very stressful. Uh we got sick too. <laughs> yeah, but um having those eight hours where we're separated, right? Um it 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 of course that doesn't mean that I'm not her mom anymore. Right. Sure. Yeah. It's not uh, like
1: you forget that she's in your life.
0: Yeah. And yeah. and that doesn't mean that those four or five hours plus weekends that we spend together are actually very important for our relationship. Right. So uh, I don't know if, if I'm going to choose to go through the same process with every single kid that we're going to have in the future. Mm. Um so I don't know, I'm not saying that this is exactly the formula that everyone else has to do, but uh it 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 just opened the possibility that for people that for women, right, that decide that they will they would like to become a mom but at the same time continue their career. Mm. Uh There's a choice. There's an option there that they could do. It's just it's not about the choice itself. It's about how you make the decision, right? Mm. And I I had a very deep experience with Isabella this weekend where I had to travel um for for to a leaders meeting uh, in New York. You're basically gone for like a week. I was gone for a week almost, Uh, and then I'm gonna need to travel for Korea soon. But yeah, I. When I came back, well, before even, even before, she was kind of like crying, kind of fussy, right? Like crying, but you can easily distract her with something for a couple of minutes and then being a- again and wanted to be with me. We were in the process as well of stopping breastfeeding. So mm. that was impacting her. Um, and that connection with you. And right? that connection with me, right? And I, I was able to feel it. And I just allow her to feel her emotions, you know? And, mm. and accept her uncomfortable emotions over what she was living, uh, or missing me or wanted to breastfeed or wanted to, like, she really didn't know how to connect with me anymore, mm. right, because of all that. And I I was just there. And for a whole hour, she was crying, wanted to be with me, but no wanted to be with me, and wanted to be with me, and no wanted to be with me. Mm. And I was just there, like, uh, and like and and luckily i wasn't feeling guilty at that time i was it was just a feeling of oh you're feeling bad it's okay to feel sad it's okay to feel it's okay to feel what you're feeling you mm-hmm. know and i'm here for you so you don't need to feel this alone let's mm-hmm. feel it together you know uh and it was after that that hour that <laughs> Uh, if someone see it from from the from outside, it's like, oh my goodness, what is going on here, right? But after that hour, she felt so much relief, you know, mm. and and that that emotion wasn't there anymore, and she, for first time, was able to be calm and uh, put her hair in my chest, which before she was so anxious that she could not do that, right, mm. and. And it was a very beautiful experience that it reminded me uh, of the concept that it's not the thing that traumatized the babies or the kids, but it's being alone with the feeling about mm-hmm. it, right? So um, I believe that is, it, and, and I mean, I'm sharing, my daughter's one year old, we don't know what it's, like, I, I cannot speak as an expert, and so I don't know if this is your like, experience, it's right? just my experience of uh, being in peace with her being uncomfortable with some uh, decisions or some some circumstances of her life and being okay with that and just um, for my commitment to be with her Mm. when she needs to process those emotions and allowing her to learn how to cope, right? Because the truth is we cannot make the life of our children perfect there's always going to be soon, something sooner or later that is going to be uncomfortable mm. or it's going to um, uh, bring them discomfort, right? Yeah,
1: even just simply having a desire for something that can't be fulfilled. <laughs> yeah,
0: right? And so more than trying to make the life of our children perfect is about uh, allowing them, learn, help them to learn how to process those emotions so mm. they don't get stuck with those emotions. Trauma is getting stuck mm. and don't process those emotions that are happening, right? This week, I had to rebuild that connection again. It's something mm. that, it, it's not only one time, it's something that periodically uh, I need to like have that space for her uh, where I'm completely for her and like where she can tell me in her crying language, uh what is she feeling right
1: crying language body language body
0: language, uh, yeah. because she cannot speak yet
1: yeah well that is so deep and i think it goes into this area that like couple to family but then there's like levels to your family like that your your family needs to continuously grow and evolve and not grow and like get bigger but like deepen right deepen those relationships I remember when you were telling me this, you know, it was just recently we were talking about this. And to be honest, for me, it feels very like, oh, wow, like we're entering this newer stage where our daughter is no longer this girl who, OK, we hit we hit the routine with her. You know, she does this, we do this and we kind of know what to expect, you know. But it's like. The structure and routine should continue, but it's like understanding that as Isabella's growing, I mean, this is what I'm kind of like realizing from this and I haven't quite maybe fully processed it but it's just like we need to be able as you say meet Isabella where she's at currently you know and like take care of her not just physically but like emotionally too and like uh mentally and so it's like it's constantly I think um a child asks of you to uh, be more in one sense you know as a parent it's not just simply okay like i i I checked off the boxes she's fed she's she slept and that might have been how you can relate with your child in the early days right is that oh yeah is her diaper changed is she has she eaten has she slept okay then she's good you know <laughs> but it's like you know that at least that's just for me and i i think yeah. that's um what's uh yeah special about this journey from couple to parent it's like I think that's like the aspect of developing this new realm of heart, right? This realm mm-hmm. heart of parent. Um one other thought that I had with your sharing is that like similarly that you know you need to make that time. We need to make that time as a couple to connect. Mm-hmm. It's like we need to make that time to connect with our child, you mm-hmm. know. And that's not just something that default happens. It's mm-hmm. like what you're saying is like that takes that intentional time and sometimes it's not just happy playing together you know we'd love that right but sometimes it's it's more this um yeah a little bit more of the harder emotional work yeah and you go through that as a couple too where you have to talk through those harder things right express those things so
0: there's a lot of pressure about the impact that parents have in our in in the children right like we see in our own childhood and our generation is very aware of that so they want to be perfect they don't mm. want to create any trauma and if they the, the typical thing that we hear from our generation is if i'm gonna bring uh, a child to the world i i may as well make their life perfect right
1: yeah
0: <clears throat> that i don't want to make that it hard that why i will bring our child to this hard life mm. right because we have and that's what own... even
1: stops some people from having kids because it's a- like well, why would i bring them because like my life is kind of a mess. And also the world is kind of a mess. So yeah. it's, like, yeah, it's a kind of a desire to protect your future kids from that. You yeah, to, right? exactly.
0: And something that we need to understand when we decide to have children is that we are not deciding to have your own children. You are deciding to have the children of God. Mm-hmm. And like for us, Isabella, for everyone's children, those are not your children. Those are the children of God. Therefore, you, we need to make our best to be their guardians or protectors of her. But at the same time, we have to trust wholeheartedly that God is taking care of her, that God mm. is guiding her life, you know? And um, I guess
1: guiding us to do those things. And guiding too. us as well. Mm. Um,
0: and of course, I'm talking about Isabella, but any other children, right? Mm. So when we think about having children, when to have children, how many children to have, don't make it about yourself only. Mm, You know, it's about God because it's God's children. And we don't know what is God's plan for this being that needs you to bring to the world, right? Mm. We're just channel of God.
1: Yeah, if you think, I guess, of your own individual life right now, like, the the roles you're taking on in your life the the people you've impacted your parents when they, you were born a little baby they had probably had so much bright hope for you but they couldn't 100% imagine the person you will become and we haven't even fully finished that right like yeah. <laughs> we've still so a whole life ahead of us and so yeah that's such a deep deep point that you know there's a uh, this person could play such an important role in god's kind of vision for the world you know um i guess you could say providence right but uh just even just like this is like this person is like what is needed to kind of um express and relate with that one part of god's heart that would never be able to be expressed related with unless that person was there Mm -hmm. that's like that's like the deep significance that's there right, for each person, it's like, that's a part of God's heart, and God wants his whole heart, his whole love to be in this world, and it needs to come out through all these amazing children, you know?
0: Yeah. So, uh, that's just a, um, a point about how to make the decision of having children, and mm. as well, like, the, taking out the pressure that everything I'm seeing has to be perfect, and I had to be perfect, right? Yeah. Uh, so we are talking so long uh, and we need to kind of conclude. So what what, what is um, our life now? Like how, how things look like where for us, now. where we are at now.
1: Wow. One thing that we uh, are excited about, for example, is to spend more time in the mountains, spend more time in nature together as a family, especially as Isabella starts to be able to walk. It's going to be exciting. Uh, Exciting to, to, to ex- explore the outdoors in that new lens, sort of, in that new, in that new way. What would you add to <laughs> this question of where we're at?
0: Um, as a couple, we are able to spend time uh, together. But then at the same time, we are going through the process of personally understanding each other. Uh, again and who we are now so as much as we need to spend time together we need to spend like prioritize spending time with ourselves with you. so like even this travel allow you to spend time with yourself and allow me to spend time with myself which wasn't something that it was before and actually was very clarifying for us mm. right as a person and then understanding like we always talk about uh, our couple and prioritizing our family, but something that we, we didn't mention is that you need to prioritize yourself. Oh, you I know? Do. there we go. <laughs> uh and you need to prioritize like your own well being as a mm. person because that impacts your pack couple and that impacts your family, right? Yeah. Um so for example I start back to work out when it's after Isabella goes to sleep. I work out for an hour and then um going to to a gym or place where I can have that accountability, that support, and then we I can come back home and then we can spend time together, right You sometimes uh give me some time in the weekend for me to um take a bath, meditate, have some <laughs> time for myself, and then you have your own time. We have a, a house that allows the spaces to be separated a right bit, yeah. um all that of course costs money, but then it's encourages encourage us to keep. Um, working right uh, you're um, looking for a new job and us as a couple we are we are I don't think we're perfect but we are reconnecting mm-hmm. again and we are trying to 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 meet each other again right
1: it's like you, you never get to a place where it's just like one thing is dropped and <laughs> another so I guess it's kind of just like um we're going through always this process of like if 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 the line that we want to walk is like the ideal life where everything is in balance, everything's in harmony with ourselves, with our couple. It's a fine line. It's hard to walk. It's like, it's like walking a line on the top of a hill of sand. So mm. it's so easy to like just drift down. And sometimes we're walking along the edge for some time, but it's like this constant process. I, I guess I, you know, you mentioned like we're not perfect. We're working on it. But I think that the way I would kind of describe that a picture that you know um is like that like give it an mm. analogy almost it's like yeah. it's like doing that you know both of us walking in the line holding hands together mm. Isabella, available maybe between us you know
0: yeah totally <laughs> No, totally and of course like things might have looked much easier now than what it looked like a year ago uh but at the same time we're really getting ready for the next one you know like that doesn't mm. mean that we're uh, it's going to come right away. Mm. But if we're thinking about it, we're talking about it, we're like starting to uh, think about the preparations that we need to yeah. keep uh, cre- um, growing our family, right? So those... Of course, once you have a new baby, like everything, like again, you had to restart again as a new family uh, because it really changes the dynamic, right? Mm. So uh, I hope you can- one new person. (laughs) One more person that can change everything. Uh, So it's like, of course, once we have, the more children we have, I think the more wisdom we're gonna develop and more we can be able to share, Uh, but that's where we are now. And that was our experience of our first year from couple to family. And um, we have still much more to learn, but we wanted to share it as it's fresh now, because we can share it later, but as it's fresh now, we can share it so it's more real and it's, it's, it's more present for us as well. And we can share like the honest feelings from the experience. So I think we're we're closing here a uh, very long one. <laughs> I don't know how we're gonna be able to talk about it tomorrow, but uh, thank you, everyone. It was a pleasure to have you here uh and
1: yeah, it was nice to honestly revisit some of those things, so <laughs> yeah, we're grateful we have that opportunity to share and definitely hope that um you were able to uh, give you something to to think about or to you know perhaps give you hope as well if maybe you're in (laughs) a darker time this moment you know life will continue to always move forward as long as you continue to like have your eyes on you know the vision of what you want you know individually as a couple as a family
0: totally so with that thank you so much everyone have a wonderful day
1: bye-bye bye-bye